how, wait, okay. Ooh, this is a good way to start. How did we even come up with this idea? Because I really genuinely don't know if I remember. How, how, how did like the idea of let's do a Taylor Swift and Star Wars podcast together come up? Because like, why am I not remembering? I don't know. I mean, of course, I think it goes back to the episode that I did on my show. Uh-huh. That I did the Taylor Swift themed episode. That's where I did that sort of double header episode. This was in 2021 where I right. did the Valentine's Day episode. One of them being the one about love and Star Wars. And then I did the kind of Taylor Swift companion right. episode. So that was, I guess, the kind of root of it all. Right. But, like, how did we get to the point of, like, let's do this? Like, I legitimately am not. We've come up with so many project ideas together. I can't remember this one. I don't either. I think this must have have been something we just kind of bandied about. I guess, like, a lot of things, it must have probably just started as some bit or joke that we were Uh. doing. And then we just actually committed to it or you know we started taking it more seriously and then eventually we were like let's let's go for it in your life if you're a creative person i feel like you have a lot of moments where you're like wow this is a really cool project idea i'm gonna do this and then you just for one reason or another it never it never gets that far but like we're past that point like we're doing the thing we are actually sitting here recording the first episode of Space Fifties. I thought that was going to feel so natural, and it didn't at all. What, saying the name? <laughs> no, just oh, like, just doing the the lead yeah, into the title. Yeah, yeah, it felt wrong. It's fine. Uh, we can laugh about it though, and acknowledge that like the first episode of a podcast is always a little rough, right? Yes, exactly. I hold on. You, you're trying to figure it out. Right. I'm gonna try to turn more, so I'm like more comfortably facing you. There you go. I'm facing you. My legs are crossed. I'm. My posture is terrible. It's fine. Um. Yeah. Wow. What are we doing here? <laughs> I don't know, man. All right. So if you haven't figured it out already, which if you've made it this far on multiple friends, I don't know how you wouldn't have but this is space 50s a taylor swift and star wars podcast you you like have the like the like tagline slash like description memorized and i sure don't what 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 is this what is this podcast well the official one line thing that we have on the twitter page and i think at least on some introductory tweets is that this is a podcast about the story of Star Wars told through the music of Taylor Swift. We are podcasters. You and I, we both have had, have, will have Star Wars-themed podcasts before. We're also married. That's a thing. Uh, you may know me on the internet as Meg. I, I host a, multiple podcasts, or I have in the past. I started Starboard Dawn I'm currently working on now. This is Lit, which is Star Wars Books podcast. Um, I write Star Wars things. I'm a person who really, really likes Star Wars and really, really likes Taylor Swift and uh, really, really likes you. So, like, combining all of these things together, my podcasting experience, my some of my two favorite fandoms and my favorite human being, all those things together. That's why I'm here, because... What better way to spend a Saturday afternoon than podcasting with you? Uh-huh. I am Devor. I am the host of my own Star Wars podcast called The Larger View of the Force, a Star Wars podcast. That is where I got my start in this world. I am also a co-host over on the Clashing Sabers Network. I'm on their main show that is called just Clashing Sabers. And yes, now I add a third item to my CV, which is I'm the co-host of this lovely show with my lovely wife. So, I mean, you know, for, for this introductory episode, you know, we've put together, you know, some questions to sort of ask each other and answer by way of listeners getting to know us because as you mentioned you know, there are some folks who are going to be listening to this who have heard us either on our own original shows or have heard us on 
in different guesting capacities. But mm-hmm. then there's also going to be some percentage of people for whom this is their first time engaging with us in any kind of capacity. Right. And so we put together some questions of both the Star Wars and Taylor Swift variety, just to get to know us a little bit. And then, of course, you know, over the course of doing this show and doing a bunch of episodes, you'll learn more about our different takes and views in both fandoms. And I think a good way to start a good kind of prelude before mm-hmm. we get into those is to sort of talk about I, th- this show. I mean, we talked just a little bit now about how it came to be, mm-hmm. but I think it would be worthwhile to kind of answer sort of two questions, sort of like proto questions before we get into the main questions. Mm-hmm. And those is one, why a Star Wars and Taylor Swift podcast? Why these two things together you know like why do a show that's at the intersection and then why are we doing a star wars and taylor swift podcast Mm -hmm. which are related but distinct questions right 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 the connection between star wars and taylor swift like i knew it was there because of reasons we'll talk about um but really like it didn't hit me how deep and kind of fascinating that connection was until i was on a different show and we were making playlists um it was kind of like take a movie and make a playlist that like goes is basically the soundtrack to that movie right and it could have been anything a lot of people did like the soundtrack was a lot of different artists but here's the thing about me that you that you may or may not need to know which is i listen to like two two artists and that's it um (laughs) regularly like i am aware of of many different musical things um but i listen to taylor swift almost exclusively not entirely but that's mostly what i listen to uh when i'm working out or when we're in the car or things like that and so my playlist for the movie i chose was revenge of the sith because it's my favorite star wars movie um it was all taylor swift songs but let me tell you the way that the songs that I picked fit so perfectly into the story of Revenge of the Sith, that was the most fun I've ever had preparing for a podcast episode and recording a podcast episode. Um, just understanding finally that like there's this kind of bizarre connection between the stories that Taylor Swift is telling and the themes that run through those stories and the larger story of Star Wars. Um, and I, I really, really wanted to explore that more. Um, cause I think it's really cool. And I think the more you listen to us talk about it, the more you're going to be really on board with this. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, in my case, I already sort of alluded to this at the beginning when we were talking about how this podcast came to be, mm-hmm. but I did these pair of episodes that came out simultaneously back in February of 2021. One of them being a more kind of general episode about love in Star Wars and the different types of love and how does it manifest and so on. And then I did this kind of companion episode to that, which is that I put together, much like you did for uh, for Revenge of the Sith, I put together these playlists of Taylor Swift music, but they were for particular couples. Mm. So I did a bunch of them that kind of span the Skywalker saga, brought in some of the animated shows, brought in some books and things like that. And yeah, I, I picked and chose different Taylor Swift songs from across her whole discography mm-hmm. that I thought either you know, lyrically or sonically embodied some facet of their story or their relationship, mm-hmm. where I thought that there was, I found that there's a direct connection in, let's say, the story that was being told in the song, or there was a particular lyric or set of lyrics. I'm like, this really speaks to this particular moment in this couple's story. Mm-hmm. Or in some cases, it was more just about a vibe Mm -hmm. that a particular song had a sort of aura that you kind of associate with a particular couple in a particular moment or something like that. So Mm -hmm. it was some combination of those to varying degrees for each playlist. So what's the connection, at least for me, with Taylor Swift and Star Wars beyond the fact that these are two kind of fandoms that I participate in and also the fact that I've happened to find these points of synergy, you know, with certain stories. Yeah, I, I used the kind of narrow example in this case, which was I was tying Taylor Swift albums specifically towards a romantic context with all mm-hmm. these couples. 
But as I think you're going to discover over the course of listening to these episodes and the conversations that we have, I think the connections are much bigger than that. I think there are things that you can tie into between Taylor Swift and Star Wars that are beyond just the love stories that we get in Star Wars. Mm. Although that's going to be a big part of the conversation. I think her music speaks to other facets of I don't know, being, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. But I think that the kind of deeper connection and the thing that I think both Star Wars storytelling does and I guess Taylor Swift's musical storytelling does, or at least the quality that both of them have that I think make them so both linkable and I think also explain a big part of their appeal and why so many people love both of them and why it speaks to so many people is that... You know, you have already heard this because I talked about this a little bit when you and I were on Clashing Sabres and we had like a little bit of this conversation where we kind of got to preview some of this is that Mm. I think both Star Wars and Taylor Swift's music have this kind of monomyth quality to it. So, Mm. you know, and, and, you know, most people probably who are listening to this who are sort of familiar behind the kind of intellectual influences on George Lucas and writing Star Wars know that he was influenced by Joseph Campbell and his studies of classical mythology and his idea that you can take all of these different myths, these different stories from all of these different cultures and civilizations and so on, and you can distill from them a certain kind of story and a certain set of kind of arcs and tropes and characters and so on. Mm -hmm. The, The kind of simplest version of it, and of course simplifying the ideas significantly of being like, all of these stories are one story. Yeah. And that's sort of what makes them all relatable. And that's how you're able to connect with these characters and these situations that are so far beyond what you're living. You know, so, you, you know, you may not be a, you know, you may not be a moisture farmer who's bummed because your uncle won't let you go to the Imperial Academy. But you watch the twin sun scene and you get what's happening there. Mm-hmm even though your your own life is far removed from Luke Skywalker's life, right. the life, life you're living, there's still something kind of universal happening there that it's yeah. speaking to, that these all of these stories are speaking to certain core experiences. And I think Taylor's music does something very similar. I think, I think this is largely credited to the fact that she is a very, very good lyricist and storyteller. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of, if not the best, that we have in music right now. Mm-hmm that she is able to craft these songs that are on the one hand, in many cases at any rate, are influenced by particular moments and experiences that she's had, mm-hmm. that she's speaking to when she's writing certain relationships, certain things that have happened to her. But at the same time, through the way that she is telling it, are about both specific experiences, but simultaneously are generalizable to the point that you can graft on whatever you're feeling. I mean, I, I, I will parrot the example that Drew used on the Clashing Sabres episode, which is he used the example of the song 15, where it's like, you may not have been, you know, a 15-year-old teenage girl in high school, and yet you listen to the song and you can relate to everything that, yeah, <laughs> that right. she's singing there and you get it, even if right. you did not have those specific experiences right. in high school. And that's the same way. And so I think that explains a lot of the synergy there, which is that, both both Star Wars and Taylor Swift are engaging in this kind of storytelling that are speaking to these universal experiences, in some cases aspirations, desires, fears, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Both Taylor Swift's music and Star Wars kind of serve the same purpose, which is telling a story that someone can they can walk away from it and be like yeah I felt something or I'm thinking deeper about something or I'm reminded of this other thing that I haven't thought about in a while it's like stories that change the way you're thinking or the way you're living or like influence certain aspects of your life or how you want it to be that's Everyone is looking for that. Everyone is looking for a story that they can kind of draw things from. And that and those things that they draw from a story may be very different depending on their situation or 
you know, the person specifically, but everyone's looking for that. And both Taylor Swift's music and Star Wars kind of like give people that thing that they're looking for. Okay. Second part. Us. Yes. Why are we doing this? (sighs) I've been debating, like, here's the thing about podcasting. How, how personal do you get? You know, it's like, how, how much of the story do you tell? Right. And I guess, so the way that we met was partially because of podcasting. It was largely because of Star Wars and our shared love for it. And it was a little bit, a little bit because of Taylor Swift. <laughs> so for me, a lot of um, these things kind of all fed into like reasons that we really clicked when we first met, when we were friends, when we were getting to know each other. And it's become so important. Like obviously, whether it's a friend or a partner or whoever it may be, a lot of times you meet someone and get and start to get along with them and get to know, know them because you have a common interest. Um, Star Wars, for example, you meet someone who also likes Star Wars, like maybe even as much as you do. And you start talking about that and you're like, oh, Star Wars is awesome. But then you like, you get to know each other more and you begin to bond on levels that are deeper than your shared fandom. And that's kind of what happened to us. It was like, it started like, oh yeah, we both like Star Wars, but then it became, oh, we're actual like people who have so many interests and things beyond these stories that we like. And that's kind of like, you know, that's our relationship now. It's like we live our daily lives doing, you know, all the things that you do. But Star Wars and Taylor Swift and even podcasting, I feel like these things are in a way so embedded in our relationship that to make a podcast about it, it is it just when the idea came about however that happened because apparently I can't remember I was so it meant so much to me that like you even wanted to do that with me because like it just made me so happy mm-hmm. that's not really how I want to do phrase it but yeah yeah it works yeah well it's like right before we got together like very close to when we got together was when you released those uh, playlists that you were talking mm-hmm. about. And I remember that in listening to those episodes that you released that day and just like, you were just a person I wanted to know so much deeper than I did. Um, Cause we were still just friends at that point. And uh, we knew each other, but not as well as I wanted us to know each other. Uh, and so like that was something it was almost like a milestone in our relationship before we were even in a relationship which sounds strange um but that's kind of how it happened is like through that I kind of realized like we like so many of the same things and we have so many ideas that align and it's fun to think about how like that's how it started and it's so much more than that now you know yeah but yeah, you know, like you said, it was something that was sort of elemental to the initial bond that we had, like the initial things that brought us together. That's the kind of, you know, you mentioned, you know, you, you the way that you form any kind of relation with you're talking about like a friend or, you know, romantic is that you, you kind of start on the more you know, sort of superficial level of mm-hmm. common interests, shared likes, dislikes or whatever. And then that becomes kind of the gateway into, you know, forming something deeper. I mean, assuming that it goes that far, you you know, you can have relationships with people or whatnot that sort of just stay at that level of we have these similar interests and, mm-hmm. you know, you don't go much more into, you know, your personal life, your thoughts, your feelings, whatever. You don't right. form that deeper connection and it stays sort of there. But in other contexts, like in the case of our context, that became, that was sort of a stepping stone 
into us getting to know and learn about uh, us as more kind of comprehensive beings, right. you know, as, right. as sort of like full people. Right. Oh, like I remember as an example of that, like, you know, we, we recorded that episode on your show about the force awakens and the entire time we talked about star Wars and we didn't, we, had, we didn't know each other pretty much at all at that point. So we were, we, we didn't talk about anything beyond that. But like, I remember one of the first things I learned about you that wasn't related to Star Wars was that you were a vegetarian. And like, it's that it's that kind of thing where it's like you learn one thing about a person that has nothing to do with anything you've ever talked about before. And you're like, oh, interesting. And sometimes that's all it is. And sometimes you just keep learning more and more about a person. And, uh, uh, you know, maybe you'll marry them someday. I don't know. <laughs> It depends. Uh, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta think through it a little bit. You know, you yeah. gotta, you gotta. Uh... You gotta test it out. Test it out. <laughs> sure, sure. All right. Now, do we get to do questions? Yeah. Let's, that, let's go I mean, the you... I think we've we've done yeah. all the establishing yeah, yeah. work. Yeah. You know, we've introduced ourselves. We've talked uh -huh. about the nature of the show, how it came to be, why why we were interested in doing something mm -hmm. at the intersection of these fandoms. Mm -hmm. So yeah, let's now let's do a little bit of the the get to know your work. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm excited. Me too. The the more we do this, like the further into the episode we get, the happier I am. Like I just like I this is so fun. It really is. Yeah. We're going to do this so many more times. We sure are. <laughs> Who, who wants to begin? Are we going in order of the questions? As we a... can go in the order that we wrote them down. We can ping pong. It doesn't really matter. Okay. You want to start with one? Sure. I don't have, I don't have the question list in front of me. All right. You are handing me your phone. This is podcasting. All right. I think I'm going to go with the first question that is listed here because okay. this is my... If slash, I'm assuming when we get to the point of actually having other people on the show, I, uh -huh. I imagine we'll get to that at, at some point. Uh -huh. I think this is this is at least a question that I want to ask every single guest okay. beyond other ones, which is, and I think we had this conversation some time ago because I had asked you this question. I don't mm -hmm. remember your answer at the time, so it'll still be kind of, it'll be like new condition, <laughs> you know? Uh, it won't be quite know. brand new, but... Yeah. It is the question of, what was your first Taylor Swift song? And what I mean by this question when I ask it in this context and, and how I will mean it when, again, when we have other people on and mm -hmm. we pose it to them, is not what was the first one you ever heard on the radio or whatever, you know, the, the first song you ever engaged with. Mm -hmm. But what I mean is, what was the first song of hers that you heard and you established a connection to? Oh. Like, it kind of hit you at a sort of existential oh. level. That's what I mean by what was your oh. first Taylor Swift song. Oh, this is so embarrassing. I can't believe I'm going to talk about this. This is what I've agreed to. I actually don't know if you and I have ever talked about this. Maybe we have. <sighs> All right. The first Taylor Swift song that I ever, I heard it and I was like, this, this person gets me. It's teardrops on my guitar. Can you guess why? Can you guess why? Good God. I, I, if, we, if we did do this question, I do not remember that being your answer. I, I really so. don't know if you've ever talked about this before. All I will say is <laughs> I was 15. I was in high school. I was friends with a boy who I liked very much. He didn't like me back. <laughs> and being a 15-year-old girl in high school, this is a tragedy. This was the worst thing going on in my life. This was, this was going to end everything if I didn't resolve this. And so I heard teardrops on my guitar. And I was like, that's me. Someone understands my pain. Someone understands that my world is actually ending, even though my mother does not seem to understand why <laughs> this is such a tragedy for me. My mother doesn't get it, but Taylor Swift does. 
everything worked out fine in the end. <laughs> no, we've never talked about this. You are you are just losing your mind right I, now. I really am. This is delightful. I'm having a great time here. I spent most of high school crushing on the same guy and repeatedly realizing that he was never going to love me, getting over him, and then one day being like, but what if? <laughs> Listen, when I, when I commit to something, <laughs> I don't quit very easily. <laughs> I hope he's doing great now. He really, he really was slash is a great person. <laughs> Oh goodness! All right, for me to answer this question, let's see. What is what was my first Taylor Swift song? In my case, I came to the fandom later in life than that. I mean, it, we will possibly get to that at some point in one of these questions, mm-hmm. or at least touch on it in the context of one of these questions. I think my first one. I'm gonna go with. Everything has changed. Mm. Yeah, her duo with Ed Sheeran off Red. Oh, okay. How late in life are we talking here? This would have been early twenty. I think like twenty-one, something like that. Okay. Probably. All yeah. Right. And it was also much like yours in a sort of in the romantic context of having feelings for someone mm-hmm. that also did not go anywhere, but also everything turned out fine. So, uh, yeah. It, yes, it, everything did turn out fine because we're sitting here doing this. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, when I first heard Taylor Swift, there was only one album out. So right. that's all I had. And I remember this because uh, my best friend, um, who I love very much, it was slash is the kind of person who she will discover something new and she's immediately like, you got to hear this or you got to try this. Like she just like, she wants you to experience this thing that she's experienced that she's having a great time with. And I'm at her house one day and she's like, okay, listen, I know that you don't like country music, but you have to trust me. You're going to love this new artist that I found. (laughs) And I listened to it and I was like, yeah, I like you like because you you specified that like not necessarily the first song that you heard, but the first song that like resonated with you. Yeah, I don't remember what the first song that she must have played for me was. I highly doubt it was Teardrops on My Guitar. It was probably uh, not that. Um, but yeah, I, I we were listening to Taylor Swift, the album Taylor Swift by Taylor Swift, because that's the only album that existed. And uh, I was like, yeah, this is fine. And. I don't know if it was that day, but I definitely went home at some point and just watched all the music videos. And I was like, yep, yep, I'm invested. I'm in this. And uh, yeah, I've, I've pretty much been like a fan ever since. <laughs> all right, you want to pose a question out of here? Yeah, I do. Give me that phone. There Ugh. you go. Now we're going to get into like questions that are more like they're both, they have our answers will be both Star Warsy and Taylor Swifty because that one is very much just like the Taylor Swift side of things. So this one. Um, so what is your favorite Taylor Swift memory and your favorite Star Wars memory? So this could be anything like a memory you associate with either thing you were watching, you were listening. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, my answer to my favorite Taylor Swift memory is easy, and that is getting to see her at the Reputation Stadium tour. I have never seen her live. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. So that was, oh, I'm now, I should have figured out what year it was. Was that 2018? It might have been 2018. What, which, which tour was this? This was Reputation. Yeah, 18. I used to know all the years of her albums, and I don't anymore. So that yeah, sounds I'm about right. I'm not blanking on whether it was 17 or 18. That's a bad look. But mm. anyway, yeah, it was going to see her as part of that. It was down in D.C. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just the most wonderful night. It was just this mm-hmm. complete experience of not just getting to see 
her in performance, but then just also the communal experience of you're in this stadium with however many tens of thousands of people mm -hmm. and everybody is singing along to every song. Mm -hmm. And they did this thing where you wore these light up bracelets Ooh. and then they had, they had, the lights sort of choreographed, pretty much sort of remotely controlled, okay. so that as she was doing it, they were changing either colors in different times depending on the song, or they were maybe doing some sort of, you know, effect like a strobe or whatever, or a wave That's or something so like cool. that. And so it was like you're you're just this one person, but you're part of this whole, like you're part of the show in a way. Mm, yeah. Ugh. So cool. that's just it was it was so well done and yeah like oh. it, it it gives you that added experience beyond just being a mere spectator mm. it was just incredible yeah Aww. i mean you know when i re i remember i think even the lead up to going to the show reading mm. reviews of other stops that she had made as part of this tour beforehand mm -hmm. and you know the reviews being like oh you know she she really puts on this whole show and like i didn't understand what that meant until i was right, in right, the right. seat and i'm like oh she really puts on a show it it's so on brand that you read reviews for her tour that you were already going <laughs> i want to be surprised i really really want to be like wow that's no i can't okay I can't believe that you did that is not the right phrase because I 1000% can. <laughs> but yeah, that is my t favorite Taylor Swift memory. Very, very easy to pick. My favorite Star Wars memory. There are a lot. Yeah, there are a lot. Yeah, I'm going to go with this one. This mm -hmm. one is kind of, it's a little bit broad because it's not really one moment in time mm -hmm. the way that my Taylor Swift answer is. Mm -hmm. But I think my favorite memory, Star Wars related, is just the entire run up to the release of the Phantom Menace. Aww, is my answer that's a good one. because it, it came out in May of '99. I was, let's see, I was seven. No, I was six. Yeah. No, no. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Why can't I do math? You would. I was seven. Yeah, because yeah. I was six. Yes. I, yeah, I was seven when the Phantom Menace came out. So I was target demographic mm -hmm. the definition of target demographic for the phantom yep. menace and i just remember just the cacophony of promotional things <laughs> i remember going to you know the kfc and the taco bell and the pizza and them having those you know the setups that they had in there where each one of those was a different planet i don't remember what i think it was tatooine naboo oh. and corsa i don't remember which you know restaurant was which yeah. But they would have those and they had the display with the little toys in there. I remember getting oh you're you're gonna you're gonna laugh when I tell you this. I remember I, I don't know if this was this may not count as a memory of the lead up to the Phantom Menace, because it possibly could have been the Christmas of ninety nine. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if this was Christmas of ninety eight. But I do remember one of those Christmases getting a under the tree finding a, a twelve inch battle droid figure. Oh my I think that, that may explain a lot. That may explain wait, a lot. Wait, wait. Do you still have it? Somewhere. I think somewhere at my parents. I may still I have it. I was going to say, why Why do you not have it here? <laughs> it's possible that surprises I still me. have it. I, I would have to look the next time I'm there. But oh, God. I just remember you know, going to the local Walmart and you know just the whole aisle where the Star Wars was. And it's all mm -hmm. red in that Phantom Menace packaging. Oh, man. It was just... The whole run-up to The Phantom Menace was just this weird, wonderful, unrepeatable event. Yeah. Just the massive hype and the amount of just merchandising and promo that they did for it mm -hmm. is just embedded in my memory. And as my favorite, just a little nugget of time in at least the amount of Star Wars that has happened while I have also been on this earth. Oh, man. Oh, that's so good. I I wasn't really a fan yet when all that was happening. And like, even I, I, I was young, but I would have remembered some of that, but I wasn't like in it enough yet. So I kind of missed all that. That's really cool that you have that memory. I love that for you. Oh, um, I'm going to start with my favorite Star Wars memory because I haven't completely settled on my favorite Taylor Swift one yet. And it, I, cause I've been listening to you, but I've been thinking, about which memory I wanted to pick because I have so many, particularly so many recent Star Wars memories that I love so much, Where whether it's like the Siege of Mandalore at Celebration or 
driving in the car on the way to Rise of Skywalker with my brother blasting Star Wars music the entire mm-hmm. time or you know there's so many but really the one like I kept coming back to when I was trying to decide was showing my dad the Rise of Skywalker for the first time because he didn't see it in the theater um and but he's a huge Star Wars fan and I'll never forget I will never forget this um it, it was right after it came out on digital or whatever and I was like hey family you want to <laughs> You want to watch uh, The Rise of Skywalker with me? And they're like, yeah, let's do it because Star Wars. <laughs> um, and we watched the movie and like, you know, this is around the time where like there was a lot of a lot of fans were struggling about their with their feelings about this movie. Um, that's just the reality of what it was like at that time. And I showed my dad this movie and I remember at the end he was just kind of just he he'd like stood up at one point. And he was just standing in the living room like watching the movie and I looked over at him and I was like, what'd you think? And he just goes, I loved it. It's star Wars. And something about that, just like, I'm getting emotional right now thinking about it because like, there's something about a deep love of star Wars where like you're watching it and you're just like, I'm having the time of my life. And for him to like, just be able to be like, yeah, I watched this movie and the franchise, you know, this, the story comes in. He, saw Star Wars when it first came out. And so like he has been on this entire journey and he's now seen the end of the Skywalker saga. And, you know, and I just, I just was like, what do you think? And he just had such a great time with it. And I just felt this like connection with him in that moment. And I'll never forget it because it was just so simple. It was so easy. He didn't have to think about his answer. You know, it was just like, I love it. It's Star Wars. That's like one of my favorite memories ever. Um, because I love him and I love Star Wars and yeah. Oh man, I'm fine. I miss my dad. I haven't seen him in a while. (laughs) Favorite Taylor Swift memory. Oh, this is, this is hard. I still haven't completely settled on it. Um, but the one that kind of, I really, I think I'm going to stick with, um, I'm going to cry. Here's here's one thing that you're going to get to understand fairly quickly the more you listen to the show is I'll cry a lot um, because all the things that we're talking about mean so much to me. And I have such a deep emotional connection to Star Wars and Taylor Swift. And I will probably cry, if not every episode, a large percentage of them and I might cry on the first episode. Um, but I think again, kind of like with star Wars, I have a lot of favorite Taylor Swift memories that I could choose from. Um, but one of my favorites is, uh, listening to red Taylor's version with you for the first time. Um, we, I, because we knew this album was coming out. Mm-hmm. We've all heard the music before, but we, you know going in that it's going to be a different experience, especially if you know all the backstory of, like, why are these albums coming out, all that? What does it mean to her? Things like that. And I was like, all right, like, I'm probably going to get emotional. What was it? Ten seconds into the first song, I'm in yeah. tears. <laughs> yeah, you in- instantly. I'm Tears are streaming down my face. Yeah, <laughs> And I'm like... I'm not going to make it through this entire album. I'm not going to be okay. And audience, I was not okay. I was not okay through the entire thing. No I think I cried most of the time. Yep. Um, but, you know, there's that experience of listening to Taylor Swift music, quote unquote, for the first time. Because it's music you've heard before, but this particular experience was different. Um, I My... I'm sure we'll talk about this at some point more in depth, but my first time listening to Lover, I completely broke down. I was alone. It was it was like almost like a spiritual experience for me. It was a whole it was a whole thing. But there's that experience where like you're kind of just like on your own and you're or internally you're taking this in, you're having these feelings. And then there's all of that, but you're with not only another person, but a, a person that you also care very much about and have a very deep connection with and um that morning because we were both off of work um and so we were like let's just spend the morning listening to this and we did 
And that's another thing I will never forget. Um, wow, I didn't cry. How did I do that? Good job. And you, <gasps> you, you, you kind of undersold that because you were saying, like, you almost portrayed it as coincidence of, like, oh, we were both not working. We took the day off. I mean, because I, I, yeah. Red Taylor's version came out that day. Yeah, you're right. We're big fans over here. Um. <laughs> I just love in these answers, the answers are revealing about us on you on the kind of surface level, and then in ways that you will come to know as you listen to more episodes. Uh. Where the answers that you pick, like you get right to the kind of sentimental core. It's like I watched Star Wars with my dad, and. Like, I listened to this album with my partner and all this, and I'm sitting here like, toys, Pizza Hut, concert. I deeply value my relationships. And that's not to say that you don't, but it's like, you are very much like a, the experience is very important to you. Like what you remember is like being there, what you saw, what you, and like for me, it's like who I was with. You know, and that's like, that's just two people who view the world differently. You know, like you also value your relationships very much. But like when it comes to like a memory like that, you remember where you were, what time it was, what time it was, because you remember what time it was when you first started watching Star Wars. You still remember that. So it's like, that's just, it's fascinating. See, this is why we're doing this. Because I love how two people can look at the exact same thing and see it completely differently. I, oh. I'm going to cry again. You see, pass me the phone. And that's when I'm going to pass you the question. All right. Before you get too weepy, give me your phone. I'm fine. All right. Let's see. So we did that. We did that. Let's go to... All right. Let's go to this one, which is the, the, the favorite Taylor Swift album and favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> All right. I, I started first on the last one, so you start first on this one. All right. I actually realized I already gave one of the answers, but it was very brief. Um, Favorite Star Wars movie is Revenge of the Sith. Um, Part of that is because it was the first Star Wars movie I saw in a theater, and I was with my family. Um, So, of course, me being me, I remember that because it was important to me to have that experience of, like, getting to be in the theater when a new Star Wars movie was out with you know, with my family who also really, really enjoy Star Wars. Um, I love that movie for a lot of reasons, and I'm sure we'll get way more deep into all of those. Um, but it, it is the movie that, like, just... I like stories that make me feel things. And when I finish Revenge of the Sith, like, am I happy? Not really. Am I, am I like, okay? No. But... That's sometimes okay to not be okay. And, like, I do like that it's that part of the story where everything seems hopeless. But as a Star Wars fan, you know everything's going to be okay eventually. Um, Yeah, I love it. And we'll talk more about why. But what is my Revenge of the Sith in terms of Taylor Swift? That is an album you may or may not have heard of called Speak Now. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, when Speak Now, Taylor's version comes out, I will, I will not be a person. I will not be, you do not, ironically, do not speak to me <laughs> on the day that this album drops because I will lose it. Every single song on this album destroys me I feel it in my soul I have the entire thing memorized I probably at this point have most Taylor Swift songs like for the most part memorized Uh, you forget things here and there but like you pretty much get it speak now we'll never forget any of the lyrics to any of the songs this includes this is what what why can I not think of the word um bonus tracks oh my goodness um I, for a long time, had not listened to most of those on any of the albums, but I since have corrected that with at least all of Speak Now. Um, This album came out 
not necessarily at like a super like important time in my life, but um, it meant a lot to me. Um, I was, I think I just started college when this came out. And uh, I just, I, I listened to a few songs and I was like, there's just something about, with me, sometimes with music, it's like, or a story in general, I know there's something about it that's hooked me, but I don't always know what that is yet. And that was kind of my speak now story, which is like, I really like this. I don't know why yet. And then I kept listening to it and uh, it's still my favorite. And kind of like with you with Red, um, when I'm listening to that, I will, I will be a puddle. I don't know what I'll be, but it's not going to be. It's all going to be fine. <laughs> all right. My answers for this. So favorite Star Wars movie? I think I'm going to have to go with A New Hope. I'm going to go with the OG for me. It was the first one I saw ever. Uh, that was my, my start with Star Wars was at the very beginning. And I think it's a movie that in a lot of ways like within fandom, particularly within the kind of most hardcore, you know, online fandom, I think it's a movie that sometimes gets overlooked. Mm -hmm. And uh, for a variety of reasons, it is kind of, there are ways in which it is sort of, I don't know if stylistically is the right adjective, but let's say, let's just go with it, sort of stylistically different. It opens in way that no other Star Wars movie does. It has a different kind of pacing it takes a little bit to kind of get into it but there's so much that i love about it because you know it 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 does so much of the the setup work of course for the entirety of star wars like so much of what star wars has become if you follow all the roots you know all the way back it's the stuff that's in a new hope mm -hmm. i think about for example the scene in Ben's hut when Luke and Obi-Wan are having the conversation. And you mm -hmm. think about every single line that mm -hmm. is said practically in there, every single yeah. moment has been iterated on in one way or another, whether yeah. it's you fought in the clone wars for over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the galaxy. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he betrayed and murdered your father, the Leia hologram, all that, everything in there has been built on in so many different ways and has had so many different meanings. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, going back to what I was talking about at the very beginning when I was talking about the the Campbell influence and, the you know, like the Monomyth and all that, I think that movie, you get to see so much of that in this kind of pure raw form where Star Wars is trying to do the, the modern mythology work yeah. in its characters and it's in its story beats. And, yeah, I, I love all the setup to the world, to the characters. It has these kind of thrilling moments. Like, the, the Battle of Yavin is one of those where no matter how many times I've seen it and I know how it ends, you get into the trench run and I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, one like one ship's down, another ship's down, another ship's down. And like, it's almost, you know, it's just like mm -hmm. that, that feeling never goes away, even yeah. though I've seen it dozens, if not hundreds of times by this yeah. point. So, yeah, that's my answer for favorite Star Wars movie. Mm -hmm. Favorite Taylor Swift album is one that has already come up in the context of our conversation this episode, and that is Red. Mm -hmm. So Red was really my gateway album. So mm -hmm. Red was when I went from Taylor Swift is someone I listen to when her music pops up on the radio mm -hmm. to this is someone who I am actively you know, seeking out her work and mm -hmm. listening to it and listening yeah. to it over and over and learning the words and all that. Yeah. So, yeah, it was very formative in that way into getting me into the fandom. I think it is her most, you know, it's her most experimental album. I think in a lot of ways it's her most daring and bold album because there's a lot of different kind of sounds that she's experimenting with it really marks that kind of turn away because I think it is the last album to be labeled as country, even though I don't mm -hmm. really know that it is a country album. Yeah. <laughs> so it is marking that turn in her career where she is becoming, I mean, by that point, she had already mainstreamed significantly from where she began, but it is 
at that point in the red and then particularly going into 1989 where she goes into a next notch mm-hmm. that a far fewer you know group of artists have ever reached mm. so yeah for all those reasons yeah it's my favorite i i thought of another game we can do at some point go do what you want to know what it is you tell me all right so the game is and we could do it for both taylor swift and i guess we could do it for star wars too is how long okay it would be timed and it's like you have to recite an entire taylor swift song or like the lyrics or like the beginning of a star wars movie like and you go until you can't remember a word okay isn't that so fun yeah i feel like you would do really good with the movie part and i feel like i could do okay with the taylor swift I, I would not do good in like, what's the first line of the Star Wars movie, then keep going. I don't know if I could do that. Okay, I don't know if I could do that. I mean, it might depend on the movie. But. Yeah. Or, or something like that. Like Because I, I thought of like the Taylor Swift half, and I was like, I don't know how it would work with the Star Wars half. But. Favorite Taylor Swift album cover and favorite uh, Star Wars poster? I guess it doesn't have to be a movie poster. Do shows have posters? Yeah, they do. Okay. All right. So favorite... I'll, I'll go with the Taylor Swift one because I think I have that answer more readily huh? off the top of my head. I think favorite Taylor Swift album cover. I think I'm going to have to go with Folklore. Oh, that's a really, really good one. I really like that one. I like the, the simple monochrome, the forest, mm-hmm. the trees, her just kind of there in scale very small again like amidst the nature i think yeah, yeah i think that's the one that really really kind of gets me every time i see it so yeah i would say folklore mm. and then for favorite star wars movie poster or or just poster yeah because you, you broadened out even to because yeah the shows do have posters mm. so oh that is a good one I think I, I, th- there's an answer bubbling to my, like, to the top of my brain. Mm-hmm. And I think usually, like, you have to go with that instinctual yeah. one. Even though, you know, sometimes I follow that rule and then, like, later I'm like, oh, shoot, there was this other one I totally right. forgot about. But I'm going to go with the, the, the instinctual one. And that is the teaser poster for The Phantom Menace. Where it is oh. young Anakin oh. and then the shadow of Darth Vader behind him. That's gonna be mine. Well, that's okay. We can have the same answer. I'm sure we're gonna have plenty of the same answers over I, the course of doing this podcast. I, I do have another one that I thought of. Okay, but yeah, those are my picks. Okay, um, you already probably know what my favorite album cover is. Do you know? Yes. <laughs> Evermore. Oh, that was not what I thought you were no, gonna pick. What did you think? I thought you were gonna speak now. I mean, it's fine. It's really not my favorite, though. Okay. Like, I, it fits the Evermore. Just I want that coat. Yeah. I really, really do. And like, I, I like. I just like everything about it. Um, it was like I started to think of this as if like if I had like an entire wall where it was that. Well, which one would I want? <laughs> it's that one. Um, and I really I, that album does things to me too i mean it's not my favorite but it came out at a very interesting time in my life that's all i'll say about that um favorite poster is the first bad batch poster um the very first was this like a teaser or was this the first official one i think it was the first official Um, one where it's like they're kind of like in the corner and it's the just it just says the bad batch at the top yeah um and the color it's like the colors it's the Oh, yeah. Um, I, there are probably a bunch that I like. Like, there are probably some Clone Wars ones that are pretty cool, too, that I'm not remembering. Mm-hmm. Um, or a Clone Wars. Oh, I guess, like, that one Clone Wars poster, the Season 7 one with Ahsoka. Yeah. Is, oh, yeah. Is a very good one. But, like, there's some... This poster, like, does something in my brain. It's like, oh, I really like it. Um, it's very colorful. It's one of my favorites. Um, I do really like, though, the the Anakin with the Darth Vader shadow. Like that's when I think when someone says Star Wars movie poster, that is the image that immediately pops into my head. I really don't think I know a lot of the other posters very well. Um, the only reason I know some of them is because like uh, book covers. So like yeah. novelization covers. So like when right. I think of the sequel trilogy, like those, the hardcover covers are 
the posters. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think these other ones, uh, the other, only other, oh, where did it go? Oh, no. Um, I think that's where we're going to hit a wall with okay. having to. All order. right. So that's a good point. I, I, yeah. That's a good question on which to, yeah. Yeah. to end. Yeah. And we can come back to those questions yeah, at d- some point, And I'm sure we'll have more. And we'll come up with more questions when we have other people on, which will be fun. Uh, yeah. Um, wow. I just love talking about Taylor Swift and Star Wars with you. I love it too. I, I was wrong about what I thought your favorite Star Wars movie was. Okay. Um, I thought Revenge of the Sith was your favorite. No. I don't know why I thought that. I know that we've talked about this before. You were like a new hope. And I'm like, really? We got to watch it. We got to finish watching it. Yeah. Because we, we started on VHS. <laughs> we started, we were watching it on VHS. That's the only way I can watch the original trilogy now. Um, but I mean, that's how we watched it mm-hmm. when we were so much younger than we are now uh it it terrifies me to think about that there may be people listening to this podcast who have never interacted with a vcr or any related technology ever uh listen they still exist how do we know because we got them how do how do we how do we end this i don't know i i mean i I think the the easiest way would be to Give people a sense of, you know, when are the next episodes coming out and, you know, release schedule and all that. Yeah. See, you're so good at this. You're like produce a podcast for your job. <laughs> yes. And I'm just like, Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, I do that too. I mean, yeah, you're just, but like you you get paid sometimes to do. <sighs> um. So what we've decided, at least for the time being, is this show is going to be on a monthly release schedule. I would love to do it more often than that, but we've got so many things to do. We've got a lot going on. Um, and especially with a new podcast, um, starting monthly will be, will be good for us. Um, it'll give us more time to come up with episode ideas, you know, things like that. Um, so, yeah, every, the first Friday of every month. Uh, so you're listening to this. This episode is coming out on March 3rd. And so the next episode will come out uh, early April, which is, yeah, which is fun. Um, Right around to celebration time. Yay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and it'll be just pretty much this. Us hanging out. I mean, we're literally hanging out. We're just like chilling, uh, talking about Star Wars and Taylor Swift and uh, all these great stories that we love so much. Yeah, pretty much. So, I don't know. Let, let's give the folks, you know, the usual plugs. Tell them where they can find us. Yeah. I, uh, you can find the, the show, um, ideally, hopefully, by this point, anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, but you can also find all sorts of fun things on Twitter at space underscore Swifties. Tell me if I'm wrong about no, that is correct. that's that, the that handle. Is our handle. I got it right the first time. And if you want to follow me, the easiest way to do that, as much as you may not like it, is to follow me on Twitter at MacDowell. That's just where I promote all of the things that I do. Um, and the pinned tweet currently is uh, Space Swifties related. So if you want to know what I'm up to, I do a lot of things. I write things. I do podcast things. Um I take pictures of things. So all of that is is on the Twitter. That's where you can find me. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to find me personally on Twitter, you can follow me at a larger view pod, which is the, the, the account for the OG show that I started a larger view of the force. And then as I mentioned at the top, you, you can listen to me on my own show, just a larger view of the force. And you can also listen to me over on Clashing Sabers talking on the main show. So, yeah. Yeah. This has been so fun so far. And we have a lot more planned and a lot more coming. So if you liked what you got today, stick around because we'll be back. We sure will. Oh, this is so fun. Yes. I really just genuinely love podcasting with you. I just the dog is absolutely passed out between us yep does not care does not 
want to be part of the podcast, which is weird for her. All right. See you later. I was trying to come. I was like, on the fly, can I come up with a Taylor Swift, like, see you later lyric? No, didn't happen. I'll, I'll get better at this, I promise. Stay cool, people. <laughs> what? What? <laughs>